Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Now it's time for Inside the Clubhouse, a show dedicated to the Chicago baseball fan, featuring the best Chicago baseball conversation, as well as the big MLB topics, along with the biggest names, greatest guests, and listener interaction, starring score baseball insider Bruce Levine and half of Chicago's number one sports morning show, David Haw, on Sports Radio 670 The Score and 670thescore.com, a radio.com sports Sports Station, presented by Bet Rivers Sportsbook. Good morning, Chicago. Hope your Saturday is off to a good start this morning and we can make it even better. It is inside the clubhouse right here on 670 The Score, live through the Hyundai Score Studios. I'm David Haw, along with Bruce Levine, here until 11 o'clock, as we are every weekend, talking baseball, helping you get through a lockout that gets more frustrating by the day. By the news cycle, Bruce, good morning. How are you doing this morning? Good morning, David. And I uh, choose to still be positive about uh, results. I'm probably the only one out there in America. But let's let's report the news as it is right now, David, to begin with, with the, uh, the lockout. But uh, first and foremost, we've heard uh, from the Major League Baseball side of it saying that they want a, our, uh, not an arbitrator, but uh, somebody to come in and mediate these meetings that aren't going the way they want them to. The good side that of this is the news. Yeah. It Go is ahead the news. With that. The good side of this is uh, unreported or uh, weekly reported is that both sides have met the last three days still talking about ancillary non core issues to get done. So there is still an idea that work is being done by all both sides. Uh, we, we get we get the news that there's a major separation and that uh, there's a disconnect between the two. That's that's right right now because the players, as of Tuesday, were were waiting waiting to hear from Major League Baseball about a counteroffer on their latest proposals, and instead they heard that uh, MLB owners feel a mediator is something that needs to be done. 
Well, this is what I want to know, Bruce, and I think this is what people are wondering. 312-644-6767. You just want to vent about where this isn't going and what isn't happening. Go ahead and let us know. We are here for you because the lead in the New York Post this morning about what happened yesterday when MLB Players Association issued a statement saying that they refused the invitation for a mediator. They didn't like that idea. The lead is, can you log negative miles on a treadmill? And believe me, as somebody who has spent a lot of hours and days and years on a treadmill, no, you cannot. But that's what it feels like. This is going in the wrong direction, Bruce. We have been here now for two months waiting for some sort of solution, some sort of optimism. And I, I admire you for trying to cling to some. But how in the world, or I guess tell me why. I want to know the whys. I'm going to go Matt Nagy on you. I want to know the whys. Why would you not want to have a mediator invite somebody who's a professional into this mix if you're the Major League Players Association? In 1994, the uh, Major League Players uh, had a strike that lasted um, 50 games. Uh, they lost the World Series. They lost the playoffs. Um, it went into the next year, and they lost 18 more games in 1995. They tried a mediator, and it just did not do anything. Uh, quoting Donald Fear, the Major League uh, Players representative at that time, it was a big waste of time for all of us. Uh, the players' side of it believe that their time at the table is best spent uh, negotiating rather than doing uh, family, uh, re family therapy between the two sides, okay? This is more, you know, mediators know more than a person saying, let's take a time out and really listen to what the other side has to say. I think, David, you're right. It's worked in other sports. You know, it's worked with the NHL. It worked with uh, Major League Soccer. Uh, it, it, it helped them uh, hear each other's side. But in this case, uh, you have sides that have waited way too long to get this going to begin with and now you're up against uh pushing against fans okay up until this point in in reality it hasn't hurt fans it's hurt teams more than anything else because of uh trying to sell tickets and marketing their teams in the off season but uh when you start approaching spring training you start approaching regular season that's when you start pushing the fan, and that's the wrong, the wrong people. Those are the wrong people to be pushing right now. I think the problem also is, Bruce, that's well explained, but the, the reluctance, the resistance to a mediator to, defies common sense to a lot of people. I mean, let's apply it to people's everyday lives. Sometimes if you have, are in a relationship or whatever it is, and, and you just can't find a solution, what happens? Well, you're advised, and it's a good idea for many people to seek counseling, right? This is, this is the, the Major League Baseball lockout equivalent of counseling. Put an adult in the room when two people cannot maybe come to uh, an agreement or they're, they're, they're bringing so much of the past into the present, and so it's impossible to find a workable solution. You seek a professional's advice or direction. That's what this is. And now it's met with defiance because that statement, and you hear from Max Scherzer, it's almost like, how dare you suggest? And I'm not taking a side here. I just am trying to understand why you would not want more smart people in a room to help solve something that has been going on for over two months now. 
Well, mediators don't solve anything, David. Uh, this is not arbitration. They can't choose one side or the other. They can't say, well, you're right, you're right. Uh, you need to uh, tighten this up. You need to tighten that up. All they are is, as you said, an, another adult in the room. And the shock for Major League players is that they were expecting a, another counter to their offer. Instead, they heard that they, they heard from ownership that there's an impasse in their mind about how far away they are. And, uh, you know, that a lot of it has to do with the, the new uh, system for paying players that are two-plus players uh, that has been negotiated. There's an agreement that there should be a new system for players who have been in major leagues for two years or more, but not three and arbitration eligible. But they're, the money, they're, they're very far apart on. They, they agree that... Um, uh, collect uh, the um, competitive balance tax or luxury tax, as most people know it, needs to be raised. But uh, there are probably $30 million apart a year on that. So th there are distinct differences in the digging in by both sides that's occurring right now that's uh, upsetting the apple cart. Okay, so we will talk to Tyler Kepner from the New York Times, a baseball columnist at 10 o'clock about some of these issues. We will continue to flesh through some of them if you wish. Also today, Jasmine Dunstan, the new director of minor league uh, for the uh, administration for the White Sox, will join us at 930. We're going to take phone calls from you. If you, if you feel like there's something you would like to be uh, you want to be heard about what your frustrations, you want to share them and vent them with us. We are here for you. 312-644-6767. Bruce, a couple bullet points here in terms of the calendar, which I want to get your impressions before we move on. Major League Baseball owners are meeting in Orlando, Florida this week. Rob Manfred is expected to address the media publicly on Thursday. Here we are. It's February 5th. Spring training is supposed to begin in 11 days. The sense is that Rob Manfred will meet the media on Thursday after the owners' meetings and announce a delay in spring training, which now then people will start to wonder about March 31st, opening day, being in jeopardy. What do you expect to happen over the next several days, and what is the significance of the owners' meeting? Well, uh, from the uh, players' side, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, David, they, they intend on being at those meetings as well. They will have a contingent of their negotiators there as well to be able to um, sit in and be ready to have new meetings with or without a mediator uh, as the owners have their uh, their quarterly meetings, which they have all the time. So this, uh, this shouldn't be mistaken as the owners getting together to figure out what they want to do next. This is just the quarterly meetings that they always have <clears throat> this year scheduled in Tampa for this time. So I, I expect uh, I expect some some things possibly uh, conversation happening during this week where um, you know the contingency that's going from the players association lets the owners know hey we're here to negotiate we're here to continue to move on and we need to get this this resolved I mean <clears throat> mediator or no mediator David mm -hmm. the time is now and, and time if you is don't want to lose if you don't want to lose games, you know, spring training can be a little shorter. It can be three and a half weeks, okay? Okay. So, so they, can start, they can start here and get people in by the end of February. I don't think that's a problem. Uh, the key is 
the key is agreeing on these issues that they've basically agreed upon. You know, we're, we're looking at the core issues. The core issues, you know, certainly are, you know, uh, for the players, it's definitely getting young players paid earlier, a higher minimum salary, and uh, one through three players getting paid uh, on a system of bonuses that uh, could could make them, uh, as an example, last year, you know, you have Corbin Burns, who is your uh, Cy Young Award winner. He made $608,000. Under this new system right now, proposed by owners, in this, this system, Burns would have made $2.34 million being a two-plus player, okay? So there, there's a, a huge amount of money still going forward, but the player pool is suggested to be $100 million by the players and only $10 million by the owners. I think that is where there's a major disconnect. Uh, and the com- competitive balance tax is one as well. Major disconnect on how far they want to go on the luxury tax. These things are solvable, David. Okay. You, you listen to this and you hear it and you go, all right, one's at $10 million, one's at $100 million. The player pool is going to end up being like, 37 to 40 million dollars you know i mean let's get it done i mean it's not like we're going to lose the season here it's not good that's not going to happen good feedback from the tech zone which is brought to you by rosen hyundai of algonquin 312 non-binding mediation doesn't do anything such a mediator won't facilitate anything the issues are well known it's for both sides to agree compromise or disagree on the remaining points it's the will of each side no more no less Another text from 312. As a baseball fan, I'm very aggravated and disappointed with the intransigence of the owners. I don't know how any fan could be upset with players. Taken aside, Bruce, in that room, when they meet, there will be one side represented, obviously, the owner's side. There will be another side represented, the player's side. You, you have been consistent with this. You feel very disenchanted about the fact the fans aren't really adequately represented. I think that's what we, you know, you wonder how they are represented and if they are remembered in the midst of all these, you know, discussions over who gets paid and as you just described and the millions here and millions there. How concerned are you that the fan is represented? And today, what can we do to try to hear from some of those fans on our show? Look, you don't mess with the fans now. Now, we've been saying this. I was saying that in 1994 during that strike as well. And uh, it. I was I was right for a while, and then I turned out to be wrong. I was right because it took baseball, the Cal Ripken breaking Gehrig's record uh, game. It took it the Sosa and McGuire thing in 1998. Five years down the line to get back to where it needed to be as far as interest to fans. Many fans went away and never came back. But it, but the game flourished again in the late 1990s with new ballparks with uh, the new way that they play with interdivision, with new divisions, with an, an extra round of playoffs, uh, interleague play, all those things made baseball as popular as it ever was again. And it's still at that peak. However, David, don't mess with the fans this time around. Major League Baseball is trying its best. Media companies are trying their best. Uh, outlets to that, that sell things, automobiles, insurance. They're trying their best to get the attention of the millennials, okay? Don't mess with the millennials. 
they will turn you away. I guarantee you that. They are, there are other sports, there are other things to do. Those are the target, that's the target of everybody out there that does business. And you cannot mess with these people because they will turn away from your sport. So that's a warning out there. And the, and the other side of it, David, is you and I have suggested, and we are suggesting today, the MLBFA, Major League Baseball Fan Association. The Major League Baseball Fan Association doesn't actually exist, Bruce, but you're saying that that would be one of your ideas. It does if you're now, around, David. It does now. For the next two hours, it will. The Major League Baseball Fan Association, how would it be represented at the table during these negotiations if you had if you were commissioner and you were appointing the leader of the, or the representative of the major league fan association who would who would represent you i would probably hire a snoop dog to represent me <laughs> because uh when i think of bruce i think of snoop dog i definitely would think that I, I i'm thinking you have to get somebody that's going to get everybody's attention on social media okay okay you you're going to have to be somebody uh that loves the game. I'm not sure if Snoop is an NFL fan or a Major League Baseball fan. What I'm saying here is really uh, the fan needs to be represented at the table, okay? He needs to be represented more than two or three reporters being fed their daily feeding by both sides as to what is occurring out there, okay? Okay. Every single dollar, every single dollar, every single penny spent on Major League Baseball, the $11 billion in revenues that they get every year right now, every penny is coming from the fans. Who represents the fans, David? Well, I w- that's not a bad one. Snoop Dogg would maybe get some things done. I'm going to go with Tom Hanks. I would go with Tom Hanks because, you know what, I want somebody in the room that would look to one side and see the players uh, representative and look to the other side, see the owner's representative and all the whining going on and remind these two sides, there is no crying in baseball. So stop it, both of you. Find a solution. Tom Hanks is respected. He was the guy who unveiled the Cleveland Guardians uh, nickname, for goodness sake. So let's give me Tom Hanks in that room. I think we would get this thing solved. But the fans would be represented, and that is a good point in all seriousness, Bruce. People forget... It's, not, it's more than just pace of play improving. It's a lot of these other things that need to be remembered. And so maybe you have some thoughts of your own. 312-644-6767. The score listener line is powered by BetQL. Bet smarter and beat the books. Download the BetQL app today or visit BetQL.com. That's where we find Jim in Aurora. Good morning, Jim. Welcome inside the clubhouse. Good morning, fellas. Uh, Bob Costas would be the ideal arbitrator to settle this. Uh, if you're looking at uh, Bruce's uh, suggestion there. Um, I'm historically always with the owners and things on lockouts and strikes. However, 100% with the players on this. And, Bruce, you touched on it already, that the players need to get the money up front to the real good young players earlier somehow and a lot more than what just the owners are proposing. Um, Every time I read an update, the owners are saying, we're not discussing uh, cutting back on free agency or arbitration. And and that's that's not a good thing. Right. Thank you, uh, Jim. Appreciate the call. Uh, David, the, the arbitration system works. It's been 
it's been the most important thing that players have ever gotten. Free agency was great. The arbitration system is something that has pushed salaries to where it is now. And it not only for baseball, but this system implemented uh, in the in the 70s with Marvin Miller's help, the the great uh, negotiator for the Players Association. took away what the, the real reserve clause did before that. And the reserve clause limited movement for players, limited access to money for players. So the arbitration system now being tweaked uh, is, is a really good idea, and it will pay the younger players quicker. The average major league career is four years, David. Okay. So, so if, if, a, if a young athlete is thinking about, is it football, baseball, basketball? Oh, yeah, baseball is now paying... Like, even if I'm a, a, a peripheral player, a marginal player in baseball, I'm going into it because in four years, I'm going to make myself $4 million, and I'm going to set my family and self up for, for life, even if I'm a marginal player in the major leagues. So just looking at what that does as far as the message goes, that's important. Uh, the, the other side of it here is, is that uh, players need to be able to uh, get this money early because the middle range player is now, David, going to be pushed out. The Matt Duffy's of the world under this new system will have a hard time playing after age 31 or 32 or 33. They will be pushed out because the incentive will be here to go with the younger players. That the is middle class be, would be eliminated. The middle it, class it, of Major it, League it's Baseball. It's going to be tough on them. Yeah. So watch what you I, wish for if you're the player's side. But I do like Bob Costas as an inclusion there. I think he would be great, and it would be uh, – if you put it, on, put it on the Major League uh, MLB Network, that would be even better because, you know what, you would televise these, uh, these meetings. They might be more compelled to get a solution and have an ending because this is just going on and on and on. Let's go to Jim in Chicago Heights. Jim, welcome inside the clubhouse. Good morning. Morning. I, I I was a teamster, Stewart. I sat through negotiations, and I've been with mediators and arbitrators. Mediators are useless. They're non-binding. So whatever they try to get, they're just trying to make themselves look good, the mediator. When they sit in the office and discuss with both parties, that's fine. When they separate you, They'll side with you, then they'll go back to the company, and they'll side with them. Right. They're useless. I appreciate Thanks, Jim. it very much, Jim. I, I don't think that's the idea, but I understand the cynicism, and I understand the skepticism because they don't always work, Bruce. I don't, But I think it also underscores not necessarily the desperation, but the urgency you that's what involved works? in these topics. David, you know what works? What works is meetings, side meetings, with the people that are involved. That has always worked. I was a union steward, uh, you know, for many years here in radio. And the only things that were were when I would get together with the general manager after the group meetings and say, let's cut to the chase here. What's the most important thing for you? What's the important, most important thing for you? You're going to get half of what you want. We're going to get half of what you want. And we get a deal done. That's exactly where we're at with these sides here. Nobody's willing to meet that halfway point. They're in agreement on what the issues are. Now they have to get to the bottom line when it comes to dollars. 
He is Bruce Levine. I am David Haw. This is Inside the Clubhouse here until 11 o'clock. And, Bruce, the game is changing, and the White Sox are part of that change. They made a big move in the last couple of weeks. Jasmine Dunstan is the new director of minor league operations on the south side. We will talk to her next. Chicago Sports Radio, 6-7 the score. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Welcome back inside the clubhouse, Chicago Sports Radio 6-7 The Score, David Hall, Bruce Levine, here until 11 o'clock, talking baseball as we do each and every Saturday morning. And it's time now to go out to the Circa Resort and Casino in Las Vegas hotline, home of the world's largest sports book, and that is where we find the White Sox new director of minor league operations, Jasmine Dunstan. Jasmine, good morning. Thank you for joining us this morning. Good morning, Bruce. Good morning, David. How are you guys? We're doing well, and congratulations on your new job. Congratulations on, on the, the history you're making uh, in baseball and on the south side. And I guess we can start here. How does the daughter of one of the best Cubs shortstops we've ever seen, Sean Dunstan, end up working for the White Sox? Um, you know, it just came really out of surprise that during this offseason. I'm just grateful and humble. You know, I worked last year with the Cincinnati Reds, and um, I just – you know, just put my time in, just doing my work. And, you know, I got a phone call from Sean Pender, the vice president of player development from the Cincinnati Reds. And he said, you know, the White Sox called on you to grant permission. They wanted to talk to you about a job. Uh, the Miss Grace, she was leaving, retiring after 40 years. So that's how the job came to me. 
Jasmine, uh, first of all, this is Bruce. You were listening to, to David and his first question. And I just want to tell you, um, you know, having, having known your family for, you know, 37, 38, when, whenever Sean was drafted in the early 80s, uh, personally, this is, this is really wonderful for me to know that uh, you've advanced this far in baseball, um, regardless of gender. Uh, you know, the gender issue is always seems to be the big deal right now in sports and in particular baseball about promoting women. But uh, how far down the line do you see where uh, this will not be, you know, an anomaly? This will not be something that uh, is unique and a big deal uh, that women are taking these type of big jobs in baseball and running with them. You know, I'm not too sure, but you know what? Today's a new day. Women are here, right? I think sometimes they say, you know, we can't find any qualified candidates and they're just not there. They're not interested in baseball, but I think that's not true. I think we're here, we're coming, and uh, today's a new day. And I'm not too sure how long it's going to take for people to realize that, but I hopefully it's pretty soon because... Um, there's just a lot of good women just doing a lot of good things in the States right now. And, you know, I think we're knowledgeable and we're just setting ourselves up for success. And I think, you know, uh, all of our managers and our directors, they're also seeing that as well, that we can just be really good assets to the organization. Jasmine, I think everybody in Chicago who's a baseball fan of a certain age remembers the Shawnometer. And so I wonder, what did it register in terms of pride when you told your father that you were going to work in Chicago for the White Sox? You know, he was so thrilled. He just cried and cried. Um, you know, he wasn't shocked that I wanted to work in baseball because, I mean, I was with him all the time at the field, whether it was with the Cubs or the Giants. Um, I followed him a lot during his career, and I also played for myself. So, um, you know, I always told him, you know, Dad, I think I can do that. I think I can do that. You know, I want to be in baseball. And he would just always encourage me and just say, go for it. Um, and just you can do anything that you want. So I think he would just came at a surprise on how fast I got the director title role. Um, because, you know, it takes a lot you know, a lot of individuals to get to that place, whether it's five or 10 years, you know, putting the work in at the minor league level. And I think he was just really surprised that Kenny Williams just gave me the opportunity for that. And I think it also just went to show, of you know, my dedication last year when I was with the Cincinnati Reds and we didn't have a farm director. And, you know, I was just there day in and day out helping the vice president, Sean Pender, every day. And he just exposed me to a lot of things, um, you know, within the player development system, you know, rovering around to different affiliates and just the day-to-day operations. So that definitely did groom me today. But um, he is a proud dad. He is crying. He's still shocked. I still remember the Shawnometer, you know, in Wrigley Field. That's a family <laughs> staple that no one forgets. So, Today we're just humbled and we're just really proud just to be here in Chicago. Chicago has a deep ties with our and our family, so we're just blessed. That's the voice of Jasmine Dunstan, the new director of minor league operations for the Chicago White Sox. And replacing, I guess replacing is a bad term, moving into the position held by legendary uh, minor league operations director Grace Guerrero-Zwitt, whose uh, career has run, you know, uh, Jasmine directly with mine 40 years in her field and this is this is not just a job with a name on it and a a, a big title this is a job that is hugely time consuming it's hugely 
dependent on communication with hundreds of people. Uh, how much do you intend on leaning on Grace uh, as you segue into this job that is really uh, uh, one of the most important uh, on, on every team? Yes, I think this job is definitely um, it's really important, the job that Miss Grace is passing the baton to me. I'm, I really report right to Chris Getz. He's our assistant GM, also over player development. He's also our farm director, and she's been there for 40 years. And you know what? We told everyone, and we came to agreement, yes, Miss Grace is retiring, but, you know, she is there in a consultant role because – um, she, she's been there for 40 years, right? She knows the ins and the outs of the whole organization. So, you know, I asked her, you know, do you mind if I just call on you as much as I can, just, you know, whether it's advice or what do you think in this situation? And she's just willing to just give all the advice and guidance that I can so I can just, you know, really just continue the path that she has created with her and Kenny and Rick throughout the years of uh, just to keep the smooth ball rolling as, you know, Chris just does a good job as uh, at the big league level and the minor league level at the, as the assistant GM position. So I'm thankful for her. I'm grateful for her. I call her, I call her my golden girl because I mean, she just knows everything. She is sharp. And like Kim says, don't mess with her at all. So she, she definitely <laughs> has a firm hand, but she's fair. And I, and I love that about her so i am grateful for her so i will be asking as much as help as i can if i do need it <laughs> so jasmine you grow up the daughter of a major leaguer for 18 seasons and you play softball yourself at tennessee state so obviously the game matters to you and you love it you you get your uh, master's in sports administration at valparaiso at what point in time whether it was early as a young girl or whether it was somebody as a serious graduate student did you consider a career in major league baseball it's not the it's not a path that a lot of women have taken and certainly it's becoming a more common i don't even say common but it's more accessible and and you for reasons that that you're making obvious but when did you start to think it was possible for you Sure. So, um, yes, what I played all in um, <clears throat> in high school and just travel ball, um, also at the collegiate level as well. I just always remember playing with my brother. I know before he was getting drafted, he was considering going to uh, Vanderbilt, which is across the street from Tennessee State. So it's always been ingrained in me. But when I graduated from college and I took that year off, I, I truly missed it. I just said, something is missing here. And I went back to go get my master's at Valparaiso. And, you know, I got this opportunity to work at Oppo Sports Entertainment. And it was the NFL sector, um, but they did some uh, MLB, but it was heavy focused on M uh, NFL. The agent, uh, sports agent's name was Lamont Smith. Um, and I knew I was very helpful to him. He always said I was just very sharp, but he told me you should go to law school. And he said, your passionate is really baseball. And that's what I did. So I went to law school. I learned the contractual transactions part of it. And, you know, just reading all the legal cases, um, whether it was in the MLB realm. And, you know, I just said, you know, what? I'm, I'm not out of my element. This is what I definitely want to do. So then uh, my last year in law school, I just applied to all of the jobs at the commissioner's office. I just applied whatever was open. I went to all the um, conferences that they had with the Sabermetrics during the uh, COVID pandemic year. I went and I just said, I can do this. 
And I also got an opportunity. It was brought to me, uh, the Cincinnati Reds, they were um, hiring uh, for a coordinator role. So I applied for it, and I actually got it. And I just said, you know what, this feels right. So it's always been there. I guess I just never had the confidence to go for it until actually someone gave me an opportunity. Um, And so I'm grateful for it, and and I'm here. Jasmine, how much uh, are you Sean Dunstan's daughter in the sense of emotion, heart, uh, in-your-face honesty, uh, ability to change your opinion and say I was wrong? All these things that I learned to know about your dad over the many years that uh, we became friends and I I covered him. How many of those things are a part of what uh, your makeup's all about? Sure. I think, you know, family, my dad is definitely a family and a baseball man. He has always instilled all of his morals within us. And I think I do have a lot of him in me, but I think also I have kind of created my own path and my own identity as well. But there's something I will always keep with my dad. He always just says, remain humble, right? The game will humble you within itself. Life will humble you within itself. So there's no reason to just do too much. Just keep it simple and always be accountable for your mistakes. Don't ever be too big and say, you know, I made a mistake or I made, you know, I'm not sure about this. Let's just talk it through. And just honesty, transparency, communication. I think that is the key staples of just running a good organization, just making sure everyone just buys in and just being always on the same page. And if not, you know, just having those conversations because they're difficult, but they're needed for us to kind of excel in everything we need to do. So I do have some of my dad's traits in him for sure as well, but um, I I, I try to just kind of keep it even keel, just kind of keep a nice, even balance. Jasmine, quickly before we let you go, you mentioned Kenny Williams' role in this, and I think everybody in Chicago who knows Kenny for a very long time understands that uh, things, making statements are important to him, and he has a, he always has the longer view in this. What was his role in this, and how how much of a, an example is he in just always kind of having you know a, a greater meaning perhaps involved in some of the decisions that are made? Sure. So I didn't know Kenny Williams prior. I knew of him for sure with him and my dad playing together, but I actually didn't know him personally until actually they called the Reds and speak uh, permission to speak to me. And that was kind of our first time we had a good opportunity just to kind of talk and just to kind of just get his time frame and what he was just thinking about and just his goals. So um, Kenny's just has played a, a great part in this and he's just been a great teacher so far just saying you know um, it's great you know that you're a female and it's great that you're african-american so you can just have some representation within this game that sometimes falls short so i was on board with that and just also on board just you know just saying take your time you know there's no rush in anything that we do we definitely want to be properly groomed definitely want to be properly ready so we can just definitely make the good decision so his door is always open um, Um, I mean, Chris, Rick, Jeremy, I mean, Kenny, Kenny Jr., everybody's doors open, um, right? It's just always a team effort. So, but everyone's just been gracious. Um, Learning does need to be had from my part, but I'm up for the task. And he seems like he's up for the task as well to be a great teacher in the long end, in the long run. Jasmine, thank you so much for your time. Best of luck. And it was great talking to you this morning. You too. Have a great day, you guys. Thank you so much for the opportunity to come on and speak with you this morning. You guys have a good one. Jasmine Dunstan, the new director of minor league operations for the White Sox. 
Sean Dunstan has to be a proud father this morning, Bruce. That was a very impressive young woman. Well, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm sure uh, there's a lot of pride in the Dunstan family, and uh, I'm just thrilled for, uh, for Sean. I mean, uh, again, all those traits that I talked about, Sean, with uh, high emotion, high uh, ability to be accountable, uh, high energy. I mean, this was... You know, the only Cub ever drafted 1-1, I believe, uh, in, in the history of the draft. And uh, <clears throat> he, uh, he, had his, he had his ups and his downs, but he was a, a, a most accountable and a wonderful person to deal with on a daily basis. Uh, he, would, he would yell at me one day, uh, David, and then the next day he'd go, gee, you know, I'm really sorry I raised my voice at you. And, uh, you know, it was, it was just... Uh, just a, a really great uh, encounter all the time with uh, Sean Dunstan covering him in his career. And uh, he looks back on his career sometimes. And when I see him uh, in spring training, we talk about some of the things that he would have done differently. He talks about having listened more, uh, being less reactive uh, initially and more uh, more uh, sensitive about uh, taking his time to make decisions. But Really had a great career, and I'm really happy for Sean and very happy that uh, Jasmine is working for the Chicago White Sox. The White Sox have a woman in the front office. The Yankees have a female manager in their organization. How do you feel about women, uh, their increasingly large role in the game of baseball? What do you think about the fan representation at the table, perhaps, the Major League Fan Association, as Bruce termed it, the MLBFA? Who would you like representing you uh, in these talks. What else do you want to talk about? 312-644-6767. We are here for you inside the clubhouse, Chicago Sports Radio 670, The Score. Welcome back inside the clubhouse. David Hall, Bruce Levine here, Chicago Sports Radio 670, The Score. Coming up 10 o'clock, we're going to talk to Tyler Kepner, the baseball columnist for the New York Times, about the Lockout that looms, uh, what's next, the owners' meetings, the, the refusal of the Players Association to uh, welcome a mediator into the process. We'll talk some more about that. But, Bruce, Jasmine Dunstan was impressive. We just had her, the new director of, of uh, minor league operations for the White Sox, and the texters reflect that, 260. We are listening to a future Sox general manager, 773. Listening to Jasmine gives me goosebumps. And, and, you know, I, I think it's, it bears just repeating and, and, and reinforcing and emphasizing. Kenny Williams has been the loudest voice among Major League Baseball executives whenever they gather and when the topic comes up about diversifying your front office. And I think that it can't be overlooked that when he has an opportunity to replace, you know, as you point out, a legend in grace internally, that they do what they did and not she's very deserving as very impressive as we just heard but Kenny Williams this is important to have it's not insignificant put it that way to have a black woman in your front office making a decision making in a decision making role and also grooming for the future possibly a bigger role impressive thing uh, by the White Sox an impressive young woman they hired Right. I, I'm, I look forward to the day uh, in the near future, David, where it's it's no longer uh, something that's a topic, uh, that it's just a, the natural flow of uh, of uh, the sports world that, uh, you know, regardless of gender, there's brilliant people out there that uh, can be, uh, you know, general managers, presidents, 
uh, owners, everything that it should be, uh, because of the fact that, uh, look, if you look at the, the general way that um, general managers have evolved, uh, how, many of, how, how many of them are ex-players? How many of them now really never even played the game at a competitive level? So what, what, what difference would gender make if you have, you know, a young woman who has played baseball, been involved with baseball, uh, knows baseball her whole life, or a, a guy that uh, went to Harvard, the woman went to Harvard, they both get out, and they both know as much about the sport as anyone else. It's just, uh, it's, you know, it's, it's great that we're able to celebrate it now, but I look forward to the day... Uh, very near future where it's commonplace and that uh, I do too. there are a, abundance of uh, not only minorities, but women and uh, every gender represented uh, who is, uh, who is uh, capable and um, who is uh, passionate about the game of baseball. We know baseball is, it's, it's an old boys network. It exists like it does in a lot of professional sports. It's going to be difficult. And I do share your hope that one day it won't be, something we have to bring attention to. But until that day comes, these are worthy stories. And I think that uh, it, it's, it definitely is significant. And, and, and it's just one, one step at a time, right? And this is progress. You look around in the game, you have Jasmine Dunstan with the White Sox. The way the game is covered has changed as well. This week, Maddie Lee went from NBC Sports Chicago uh, to cover the Cubs for the Sun-Times. Megan Montemiro covers the Cubs for the Tribune. You see that a lot more, uh, women involved in coverage of the game, Bruce. And I think you, you uh, have seen a lot of gradual changes as you have uh, dramatic changes, I think, since you began covering baseball. And there, there's no doubt about it. And it's great. But, you know, again, um, the capa- once, once these people get into these jobs, there, there's no question about their capability. There's no question about their passion. More importantly for the general fan, there's no question about their knowledge of what they're doing and understanding the game. And, and there's no question that at certain times you won't agree with what they say or do, just like you do anybody in those positions. That's just the nature of sports. That's just the nature of what's going to go on. And uh, I'm looking forward to the days where women and, uh, and uh, people of uh, color are fired and rehired again without any big deal going on, okay? Without any lawsuits, that's what I look forward to, and and I'm I'm very encouraged by what's going on today. So hopefully we're we're going to be moving forward soon. And moving forward, we will get to all your calls and all your texts on the topic. But next, we will talk to Tyler Kepner from the New York Times about the state of the talks between the Major League Baseball Players Association and the commissioner and MLB when we come back on Inside the Clubhouse, Chicago Sports Radio, six seventy, the score. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. 
Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 